Hey, this is Andrea, and you're listening to the City Heart Podcast. We hope that this series inspires you, challenges you, and propels you to dive deeper into your relationship with God. Enjoy the message. We're not going to prolong the time. I'm going to go ahead and jump into the Word. Um, so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up with me to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. And this is where we started last week, and we're going to kind of continue where we started uh, last week. And really, uh, this, is, this series is somewhat of a revamp of a series that I taught at the beginning of the year called Into the Light. Into the Light. And that was actually our theme for our church this year was Into the Light. And so this is kind of a, the Lord was like, hey, I want you to bring that back, right? Rewind, right? I want you to bring it back and, and, and do it again, um, because there are some things that I still want to show you and still want to show the people through this series and and, and through the theme that I gave you. And so he placed this back on our heart, but he said, look, I want you to do it just a little bit differently than how we did before. Don't just repeat. I'm going to give you something to show you um, how we need to go forward. And so, uh, man, we are in this series forward. And if you have your Bibles open until 1 John 1, let me hear you say amen. All right. All right. All right. So let's read here. 1 John chapter 1 in verse 5 it reads like this. It says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And if we claim to have fellowship with him, everybody say fellowship. fellowship. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If you have something, leave it there in that first John. We're going to come back to that, uh, some key stuff in there, first John chapter one. But man, I want you to jump a really far away in your Bible to the next chapter. Just go to first John chapter two. I want you to go a long way. Hope you don't get lost on your way to first John chapter two from first John chapter one. One turn with me to First John uh, chapter 2, and we'll read that here. And it says, my dear children, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. And we know that we have come to know him if we do this, if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, right, but does not do what he commands is a liar. Mm. And the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. And this is how we know who we are. Excuse me. This is how we know who we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Verse 7 says, Dear friends, I'm not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. 
The old command is the message you have heard, yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you because the darkness is passing. Somebody need to hear that today. The darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. I'm preaching a message today from this forward series called The True Light, The True Light. Bow your heads, let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, that this is a day that you have made, God. And Lord, we rejoice and we're glad in it and we're so grateful, Lord, again, that we get the chance, the opportunity, the privilege and the right, God, to serve you as your people, God, as those called by you. God, I ask today as we, man, dive into your word, as we, man, break down what the scriptures say, Lord, that you would allow your word to make an eternal impact on us, that you would allow it to, man, to just flood our spirit and our souls with your power, with your love, God, with everything that you required and desire for us to be. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us through your word to begin to walk those things out, Lord, the places in the word that we might not understand or want to accept, God, I pray that you would, you would give us the conviction, God, that you would give us the passion to begin walking in your way, to begin doing things like you want us to do, God, because our desire is to be more like you. God, show us through your word exactly who we're supposed to be. Lord, let our ears be open to hear what you have to say. Let our hearts receive all that you're trying to pour into us today, God. We're so grateful for you, and we give you the glory. And it's in your son Jesus' name we all say together, amen. The true light, true light. Now, last week, right, we revisited this big question in starting off this series, and, and we said, right, what would it look like if you lived your life in the light, right? That was the big question that we asked at the top of this year. What would it look like? What would it look like if you lived your life in the light, we kind of gave you um, early this year and even last week, we gave you one kind of big answer to that, right? What it would look like if, if you live your life in the light, right? We said that it's true freedom, right? And if you were to answer that question, what does it look like if you lived your life in the light? What that looks like is freedom, right? It's not having to look over your shoulder or worry about the things that you did in the dark. Why? Because the light is already shining in your life, right? I don't have to think about past sins or circumstances or things that might be holding me down. Why? Because I'm in the light, right? I, I, I'm, I'm actually experiencing freedom because of all the light that is shining in my life because I don't have any dark secrets, any locked closets, <laughs> right? I don't, I don't have anything going on, no shadows, nothing that's right that I'm trying to hide and shove in the closet and, and, and sweep under the carpet, because I don't have those things, because I'm in the light, I'm experiencing true freedom. And we believe that God desires for us to experience this freedom in every, areas, in every area of our lives so that we're not hiding. We're not trying to hide stuff on purpose and also so we're not striving. We're not trying to distract, right, <laughs> with, with trying to do all this amazing stuff to distract from what's really going on in our lives. But actually, we are living in true freedom. And that requires of us to what we talked about last week, to walk in the light. And for some of us, it means, you know what, I have to walk again, 
right? If maybe I was walking and doing things great earlier this year, but I kind of slacked off in some areas that I told God I wanted to work on. Man, and so we said last week, you know what? If, if you didn't walk consistently, it's okay. Start walking again. But it's that walking in the light, right? It's, it's, it's beginning to illuminate and, and to reveal and to uncover and to expose and to brighten every place of ourselves and, and every place that might be a consumer darkness that we begin to start to experience freedom in our lives. And that really is a major goal. That's one thing I said, look, if there's anything that I want us to gain as a church this year, and you as a person this year, if there's anything that I want you to have, it's freedom. I want you to like, like not just, you know, carry the flag freedom that we like to talk about, but real freedom in your life where you're no longer struggling behind the scenes and having to cover up and hide stuff from everybody just to make it day by day, but where you're really able to walk out your door, hold your head up high, and say, you know what? It's me and the Lord, and I'm okay with exposing and illuminating and showing him everything that I am. I'm totally okay with that. And we said, if you do that, right, if you start to live and walk in this freedom, that really the life that you're living then is one that is whole, that is holy, and one that is healthy. That's what that freedom looks like. It's a life that is whole, that is holy, and that is healthy. And, And look, we could stop there and be like, okay, well, freedom is it. Man, it's all good. I can stop right there. I'm living in freedom. But I believe that God wants us to take it a step further that there's something else that the Lord wants us to move forward in in our lives that actually begins after freedom. That freedom is actually the first step that we take into really what God wants us to get to. That freedom is kind of the part A. And let me tell you what the part B is. We believe that God also wants us to experience true fellowship. That Freedom is great, and I want you to be free. Trust. That's our goal for this year. But the reason why I want you to be free is so that you can experience true fellowship. In the Greek, right, it's, it's koinonia, right? It's, it's being together for mutual benefit. We're talking about what fellowship is, right? That really the Lord desires for that, right? Freedom, it, it by itself is a good enough reason to bring your life into the light, but we believe that God also desires for us to experience true fellowship. And we see how this is walked out, right? We saw it with, with, uh, with the disciples in Acts 2. What are they doing, right? We, we see them being together for mutual benefit. They're worshiping together. They're eating together. They're learning together. They're being generous to each other. They're praying God and having favor with others. Why? Because, hey, we're in the light. And because we're in the light, And because we're connected to God and have this relationship, we have fellowship. That's the reason why we're free, right? A lot of times we think, hey, we're just, man, being free is just all there is to it. No, actually, God's saying, I want you to be free, but actually, I want that we would be one, that we would walk in fellowship together. And that also requires of us to do the same thing, to walk in the light illuminating and, and revealing and uncovering and exposing and brightening even right, the dark places so that you can live a life of fellowship. Because everybody knows this. If you're going to live in, in true fellowship with someone, my married people know this, you can't have dark places. 
If you're going to be friends with someone, you really don't want a friendship where you're having to, man, cover up and hide. So come on, y'all hearing me today, right? You're not having to do that. Why? That, what it looks like is also walking into the light, where even your fellowship is something that is whole and holy and healthy. That's what fellowship should really be. Because when you're in a fellowship, what you see and what it's built on is agreement and trust. It's agreement and trust. Look, Ephesians 5, read it earlier, says, uh, said, for once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live, right? Certain passages, certain uh, uh, references say, walk together as people of light. What does that mean? It's, it's actually talking about fellowship. It's talking about living and walking together with somebody else. Verse 9 says, for this light within you, what does it do? It produces only what is good and right and true. So the light is what causes, man, this reaction in me to produce things that are good and right and true. When I allow the light of God to come into my life, I can, I, I'm, I'm not producing darkness, but I'm actually producing something that is full of goodness and that is right and that is true. And that's why we should desire to move forward. It's the light that allows you to go forward. Why, why, Pastor, would I want to shine a big old light into my life? It's because, like we said last week, a lot of us have stopped. We've just stopped in life. And why? It's because you've allowed darkness to come in, right, and infiltrate your life. And because darkness is there, you can't go forward. Why? Because you're having to do all this covering up to, to, to just try to exist that you actually can't take a step forward. Y'all hearing me today, right? And, and, and so what, what happens in that season and, and in that place in your life is that you actually can't move forward. We wonder why there's so much strife in the country. It's because we have not and still refuse to, in many cases, deal with the darkness that's in our country. And where does that start? I'm not blaming politicians. I'm blaming me. If there's darkness in me, if there's division in me, if there's hatred in me, if there's racism in me, if there's biases in me, right? If all these things are in me, what do you think is going to happen to our country? It's going to be a reflection of who we are. So if we allow darkness to reside in us, we should expect that same darkness to reside in our country. You shouldn't be so surprised at the debates this week. You were shocked, but you really shouldn't be too shocked. Can I just be honest with y'all for a moment here? We, we, we really have to determine what's going on on the inside of us. Lord, is there something in me that I'm still covering up that's keeping me from moving forward? that's keeping me from building, that's keeping me from strengthening, that's keeping me from mastering, that's keeping me from moving and executing, connecting, and progressing in the Lord. Is there something in me that I need to yet work on? Is there something that's preventing me from becoming all that God has spiritually called me to be, living in freedom and in fellowship daily? What is it? I'm saying, hey, let's bring every, look, bring it into the light. Let it be exposed so that you can begin to work on that. 
and begin to change your life. Look, the first John 1, 5, 7 read earlier said, this is the message we have heard from him and declared to you, God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. And if we claim to have, there's that word, fellowship with him. If we claim to have that and yet walk in the darkness, it doesn't say he lies. It says we lie. We lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have, I love this, we have fellowship with one another. That's a result of the light, us allowing the light to come in, that we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus. It takes a step further. His son, he purifies us from all sin. So whatever the dark, whatever darkness we were dealing with, he takes that and he actually purifies us for the purpose of what? Of living in freedom and in fellowship. That really is what God desires for us. True freedom and true fellowship happen in the light. The way forward is into the light. And here's the thing about it. I know for a lot of us, look, it, I, I, that can be tough. And, 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 and sometimes you can feel like, man, if I, if I do that, then it's going to be hard for me to live how I want to live. It's going to be hard for me if, if I bring everything to light and I'm living for the Lord and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. It's going to be hard to do that and, 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 and still do what I really, you know, to be successful and, and do the things that I want to do. Why? We, we, we want that achievement and advancement in our relational areas, right? We want that success. We want the business success. We want the educational success. We want the career success. We want the financial success. All the things that are, that are focused on what it takes to please me. We want all of that. Man, Lord, can I have a double portion of all the things that it takes to please me? We ask for that. Our thought process is, you know what? Well, if I'm doing well in life in these areas of life, if I'm achieving all of this, you know what? Life is great. And everything will be good and right and true if I'm achieving in all of these areas. If, 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 if I'm doing well here, then I'm good. Yet, yet we are, and, and a lot of us know people that are successful in all of these areas or most of these areas, but are still struggling. Come on, everybody knows that person. They seem to have everything going on, right? And people that live in this town have everything going on. They, man, they've got it right. They're living right. And, and I know this person that's in my life, man, they just, they have the car and the house and, and the wife or the husband, and they've got the, 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 the you know, the, the 2.5 kids and the dog and, and the picket fence and all that. And man, everything they're doing is great. But if you really were to stop and talk to them, they're struggling. Why? It's because everything that has been done has been focused on what pleases me. And there is a seeming success in the natural, but no forward progress in the spiritual in their lives. Ephesians 5, 8, 9 again says, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have a light from the Lord. And so it encourages us to live, to walk as people of light. For what is it? It's this light that is within you. It's the light that's within you that produces only what is good and right and true. What if the light isn't in you? What if you're not allowing the light to operate through you? Natural success alone will never fully satisfy you. It won't. 
Natural success alone will never fully, fully satisfy you. And we see people have all of the success, but they're still living in darkness. There is no light within them, and it's because the light from the Lord, the true light of Jesus, is what produces the type of complete life that we actually yearn for. I'm good, Kay. It's what we actually yearn for, whole, holy, and healthy, right? That freedom and fellowship. If we think about it, that's what we really want from the Lord. It's, 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 yes, it's the, it's, it's the success in those areas, but really what we want, we want to be whole and holy and healthy. We want freedom and fellowship. That's what we really desire. And that's, look, that's why you can't just go off of what you think you know. It can't just be on what you think is successful or, or what we think is success or what you think is right. Ephesians 5.10 tells us this is that next verse after that. It tells us to carefully determine what pleases the Lord. I have the success on this side. I'm doing great in, in college. And, man, I've got the wife and I've got the 2.5 kids and I've got the picket fence and I've got the trampoline in the backyard. And, man, I've got all this stuff. But am I walking in the light of the Lord? Am I carefully determining what actually pleases him? Am I focused on that? Am I concerned about that? What, what pleases God? You want to know what it is? It's our willingness and ability to follow Jesus. What pleases the Lord, what we actually are yearning for, that whole, holy and healthy, that freedom and fellowship, it's, it, we find it when we follow Jesus. That's when we find it. It's in our willingness and ability to follow him, to be a disciple. Kind of old school word. We don't talk about it as much anymore, but really that's what we're yearning for is to be a disciple, Right? It's a person who believes in Jesus and seeks to follow him in his word in their daily life. Who chooses to put God's word into action through understanding and obedience of the word. Seeking to live a life modeled after Jesus by imitating his example. That's what a disciple is. That's really who we should be, what we should be doing. And, and that's what we should be desiring is to be a disciple. And that's why, look, it's a core value of our church. If there's nothing else that you know about City Heart, there's no other value that you learn of ours. We have seven. But if you learn this one, I want you to learn all seven. But if you learn this one, this one actually encompasses all the other ones. It's we follow Jesus. If there's nothing else that you know about our church, please know that. We follow Jesus. Jesus is the center of all we do. He is the model that we follow, and he's the savior that we all need. And in our culture, in the culture of this church, in the culture even of the body of Christ, everyone who leads is someone that is known for their willingness and ability to follow. Yeah. If you want to lead, really, really lead in life, I, I, look, I encourage you to follow Jesus. We, we, we are in a place in the, in the world right now where we're not doing that. And we see people going astray and, and struggling and all these things. They have all the great success, but they're still struggling in life because what they're following is the way of the world. That can't be our way as believers. We are actually called to be 
followers of Christ. Well, PK, what does that look like? What does that look like? Turn with me to Mark chapter 8. Let me show you. Mark chapter 8, verse 34 says this. It says, then he called the crowd to him, he being Jesus, called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? What good is it for us to gain all of this stuff, all of this success, all these things, yet forfeit our soul. There is a cost. There's a sacrifice that's associated with any achievement or success that you'll ever have. There's a cost. There's a sacrifice associated with any success that you'll ever have in life. And we like to say that that freedom, right, isn't free. And it's not. Well, fellowship isn't either. Freedom isn't free. Fellowship isn't free. And that's what you see Jesus saying here. Look, if you, if you want to be a disciple, that's great. You're going to have to deny yourself. There's some things in the world that look great in the world. I'm asking you, if you're going to be my disciple, hey, this is, this is the parameters that you're going to have to follow. And, and it's okay. If you can't, it's fine. But if you're going to be my disciple, here's what's going to happen. You have to be willing to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. And look, if I, it's not that I don't want you to have this stuff. And sometimes we can get to that place. And sometimes the church has said that, well, you got to give up your job and everything that you have to follow. I'm not telling you to do that because Jesus didn't tell you to do that. What he says here, right, again, he says, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. What is he saying? There's a willingness to sacrifice it all. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Look, if you just, if you have the willingness and ability to follow, you will actually lead. If you have the willingness and ability to follow him, right, he's saying this freedom and fellowship that you desire is available to you. Not that he doesn't want you to have it. He does. He's saying, look, have that, but can I be a part of it? Can I be included in the equation? Can I be in your life? If you're going to follow something, if you're going to follow anything in life, make sure it's worth following. If you're going to sacrifice, right, to move forward in our walk with God, right, the cost is following Jesus. And if you're going to follow something, look, make sure it's worth following. If it's worth following, then it won't be an issue sacrificing for it. Think about what I just said there. Look, if you're going to follow something, make sure it's worth following. And if it's worth following, it should not be an issue sacrifice. You wouldn't even give it two thoughts. Jesus is worthy of you following him. We follow Jesus. 1 John 2 says this. It says, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. 
What is it saying there? That Jesus is worthy of you following him. When you start to think about the reasons, we were singing about that earlier today, right? About literally all my love, all my life, everything I have, man, you can have it all, right? It's saying that the cost and the sacrifice of, of what I know it takes to be with you, God, I'm willing to give it all to you because I understand that you are worthy of following. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands, There's a cost and a sacrifice in that, right? Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, if you make that choice, if you make that decision to obey his word, if you make that choice to follow him, what does it say here, right? Love for God is truly made complete in them. What you're lacking and what you're missing is found in the following. The following literally is it's, it's the determining factor in the fellowship. God wants the fellowship with him. He's saying, look, I want to be connected with you, and I want you to have freedom. And literally all I'm asking you to do is to follow. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Literally saying, look, just follow me. Follow what I'm doing. Follow what my word says. Look, as disciples of the Lord, we make a, we make a, this is a sober decision that we have to make of our own will. It's not something that I can force you into. It's not something, I don't want to force you into it. It's a decision that you have to make to live a Christ-led life, right? And what you're doing is recognizing that being a disciple requires you to work on or leave behind things in your life that don't match his example, so if you've got some, some, some things that are still associated with darkness that are in your life and you recognize this actually doesn't look like Jesus, this doesn't look like what the word tells me about him, then there's a willingness on your part. There has to be. There has to be a daily effort to say, you know what? Let me bring my life into line with his word. It's a daily decision to do that. Look, you're... At some point, you're going to make a mistake. You're going to say something, do something, think something that's going to be out of line with what his word says. But you're making a daily decision at the same time to say, Lord, I recognize, hey, I repent, but I also recognize that maybe there are some things that I did today. Maybe there's some things in my past that are out of line with who you are. And so, Lord, every day I'm going to take a look into your word, this, this, this document that details the example of who you are, that shows us the model of who you are. And I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to bring my life back into line with you. The, the word for us, John tells us, gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone, right? And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Why am I turning to the word? It's because the word is seen visible in the light. If I'm ever confused, if I'm ever lost on where the light is, I can turn to the word and find it. If ever I feel like, well, Lord, I feel like I've gotten off your path. I was following you, but then I turned around to do something and you had gone another way. How do I get back to that? You got to turn back to the word because it shows us who he is and everything that's in him. Look, John 8, 12 says, it says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. You won't even have to. Because you will have the light that leads to life. 
you will have it. You will have it. We were reading earlier. Let me go back to it. We were uh, reading earlier, right, about the light being in you. That's what produces, right, Ephesians 5, 9. It's the light that's within you that produces what is good and right and true. And Jesus is saying here in John 8, 12, he literally is repeating it again. He's saying, look, I'm the light of the world. What are we saying? That he's the true light and he's in you. And if you're following that light, you don't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Jesus is the living word. He is the very true light that leads to life for everyone. It's where we find fellowship and freedom for everyone. It's found in him. And that's why we follow Jesus. Why? Because if, if I'm on the path to find freedom and fellowship in my life, if that is the goal and I'm saying, yes, that's the goal, then I better have some type of GPS or tracking device to help me get there. Ever taken a trip and your phone or your GPS stopped working and you were in a place that you, I've done that before, in a place that you didn't know. Remember back in the day, you had to have your little Yahoo Maps. Come on, y'all remember that, right? Your Google Maps and you, you had to try to follow it on the paper. <laughs> and maybe construction happened. Come on now, I'm not the only one, right? Y'all remember Triptychs, AAA, right? The old school stuff. The old people know about that one, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, right, you had to follow this guy. But look, if anything ever went off, then you... You had to figure it out. And what the Lord is saying is, look, I don't ever want you to be lost. I don't ever want you to get off the path of finding freedom and, and, and finding fellowship in your life. I want this to be available to you and for you. But how does that happen? It's through following him. Let me give you four things. I told my wife in this series I was going to give four things every week that we could just focus on, right, to help us in this four-word series on how to, man, how do I work? How do I have this core value? How do I keep it up in my life? And we're going to give four every single week. We're going to give four things that will help, help you to walk out the core values. Let me give you this four real quick, and then we're done, right? The first thing is this. In order to, to effectively move forward, you must follow Jesus. And here's how you do it. One, put God's word into action through understanding and obedience. Please take time to look into your word, to study it, to know it, so that you can begin to understand who the Lord is and so that you can walk in obedience to him. This is how you follow. What's the second thing you can do? You can imitate his example. Imitate his example. Lord, if I see you doing it in the word, then that means it's available for me to do. If, 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 I, if I see you healing the sick, then that means, Lord, that I have the power you've given me because your light is in me to heal the sick. If I, Lord, if, if I see you raise the dead, Lord, then that means that I can speak to some things in, in this life and in this world, and I can cause some things to come back to life. I'm going to imitate his example. What's, what's the third thing, right? I'm going to make, we just said, I'm going to make a daily effort to bring my life into line with his word. That's a daily effort. Lord, if I, if I start to recognize that I'm, I'm, I'm going the wrong way, Lord, help me to just, help me, help me to pull it back in line. Lord, help me to recognize that I'm off and to get back in line. What's the fourth way? This is a, it's a good one. Be willing to lose your life. Be willing to lose your life. As I told you earlier, what, what is it that pleases God? It's our willingness and ability to follow Jesus.
That's what pleases God. If we're in the pleasing God business, and I'm certainly in the pleasing God business, I have to be willing to lose my life. It's not that God doesn't want me to have this. He wants me to have a success. But he's saying, what I want more for your life is for you to walk in freedom and to be in fellowship. Through Jesus, we have access to God. He is the key for us. Jesus is the only way that we reach God. It's the only way that we can really experience the freedom and the fellowship that we desire. It's being a follower of him is, is knowing that we're a follower of someone that is worth following. It's better than us, and it gives us access to what we desire in God. That 1 John 2, I love that last part of it right at the top. It says, dear friends, I'm not writing to you a new command, but it's actually an old one. It's what the Lord tells us from the beginning, which you've heard since the beginning. And the old command is, is the message that you've heard. You've heard this message before. Yet I'm writing you a new command. And it's truth is found and seen in him and in you. What is that truth? It's his light. It's his light. It's you, man, saying, Lord, I'm going to follow you with everything that I have and with everything that I am. Lord, I'm going to allow you to permeate every part of my being, my entire life. I'm going to allow you to come into the dark closets. I'm going to allow you to look under the rug. I'm going to allow you to, man, to, to go in, in, in the garage. Help me, Jesus. I'm talking about my own garage right now. I'm going to allow you to go into the garage where it looks like chaos. And I'm going to allow you to shine a light even there. Why? Because, Lord, I desire freedom in my life, but I also desire fellowship, God. You, you talked about it, so you must want me to do it. And, and, and how we do that, literally, is by following him. And he says, because the darkness, it's truth is seen in him and you, because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. When you start to follow Jesus, when you make that decision to just follow him, the darkness starts to pass. And you start to see the light begin to break. And I promise you, the more you follow, the brighter it's going to get. The more you follow, the more will be exposed and the more you'll be free, the less weight you'll carry on your back, the less you'll be thinking about your past and your struggles and your sin. Why? Because the darkness is passing and the light is already shining. When we follow the true light. Bow your heads, let me pray for you. Thank you for listening to this message. If you want to hear more about this series or learn more about our church, Check us out at cityheartjackson.com or follow us online at cityheartjxn.